Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Is this thing working? Uh, about now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hey, Holy Shield Sub Bay. Uh, welcome to Prospects After Dark. I'm your host. I am Kyle Reese. I don't know what the hell happened there. Uh, this thing is definitely on. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure what in the hell happened there. Uh, apparently, Periscope was not pleased with me getting after it uh, on a Friday night on such short notice. I apologize for the the issues, uh, uh, but uh, welcome back to Prospects After Dark. I'm your host, I'm Cal Reese from Birth of Black. Uh, this is a countdown, as Rumsfeld says. That used to be our little uh, intro. Hey, Kyle, I'm drunk as fuck. Good. I hope everyone is hammered. I hope everybody is crunk and lit and turnt and everything. Hello, Quinn. How are you? Uh, K Sodak STL, how much did you drool over Beefcake O'Neill's bomb? Look, a lot of guys are hitting bombs. Justin Williams hits bombs. Uh, Lane Thomas hit bombs. I drooled over Harrison Bader's and O'Neill's. Uh, uh, but before we get too far, I want to raise my glass to my good friend, Matt Thompson, who was all too very, very kind saying some really nice things on Twitter. Matt's about ready to have a baby here in the next week or so. Uh, he, he writes for Prospects Live. Check out Prospects Live. They do amazing work, not just with the Cardinals, uh, but but league-wide. Prospects Live is where to go for, for Cardinals and everyone else. So to my buddy Matt Thompson, Matt, congratulations on the baby that's inbound, and uh, we're thinking about you, bud. Uh, Martin asked to drink some Corona tonight. Will I get the virus? Uh, you'll get a virus if you drink enough of it, that's for sure. Uh, Rumsfeld says, Kyle, book your trip to Peoria. Do it now. It's time. I'll buy you a beer. So let me tell you, Rumsfeld, I actually looked early in this week uh, trying to, to line up my schedule. I know that they're there uh, the weekend of like the uh, uh, the second weekend in the season and then the fourth weekend in the season. So I'll be down there for one of those that looks like right now. Jared at home. Uh, Jared Shane rather says, I have not been able to make a pad for a while. Glad to be Jared, I am I am happy that you're here. I'm going to raise my glass of beer. We're drinking a Blushing Monk. It's an incredible beer by Founders. Founders just gets my taste buds. Uh, Kyle, you give me beard envy. I just trimmed this thing. It had gotten pretty crazy. Uh, I had looked like a homeless person. You know how that goes. Uh, Carlson making his case from Jay Dizzy. So, you know, I would think that the two hot topics that we're going to talk about are Dylan Carlson in the left field situation and the, who's going to be the fifth starter with Miles Michaelis hurt. Yeah, uh, you know, we're just eight games into spring training. We have to keep that in mind, uh, especially early success in spring doesn't really tell us very much. Uh, uh, but it's really promising, and he's doing exactly what we've been telling you he was going to do, exactly what we thought he was capable of doing. And uh, it's awesome to see Dylan Carlson performing the way that we all know he can. I, I, I'm happy. I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps doing it. I would anticipate that he keeps doing it, and I would anticipate that he's going to give the Cardinals a, a hell of a, a decision to make. Martins. Oh, uh, uh, Jeff Niehaus, to you, Jeff. Cheers. Uh, Marge asked about drinking Corona. I turned 21 in less than a month, soon to be from Quinn. Then I'm not going to cheers you, Quinn, and a month will cheers hard to you. And chill, what's up, friend? Same old and chill, brother. I really appreciate you being here. I really appreciate the pad people being here. And uh, just thank you so much for being a part of the pad family. Thank you so much for the support during the Dirty 35. I've been meaning to tweet this out. But we're officially halfway through the Dirty 35. Uh, it's been a long, laborious process. And I just wanted to thank everyone from, honestly, the bottom of my heart for being supportive and, and helpful. Uh, you know, it's been weird, but it's also been very, very good. And the support means a great deal to me. It means a great deal to Birds on the Black. Uh, uh, so thank you so much for everybody who's been supporting the Dirty 35. Uh, Sharp Gambler says, burner fire. Uh, that's right. Uh, hey, Stu, what's up? my good friend Stu Styles, I raise my glass. 
Friday night videos. Yeah, we're like uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. We used to go over to Grandma's house on Friday and watch that. My buddy Matt Thompson says, it's lit here. Give me Ponce in the five spot and Helsley is the closer. Thank you for the kind words. No, thank you. I look, I love Daniel Ponce de Leon. I've, we've been saying it for a while that, look, I'm on board with him being in the fifth starter spot. I think that there's a good chance it's Kim. I can't imagine it not being Kim. And I also think that Genesis Cabrera, the way that he has pitched, has really caught the Cardinals' eye uh, about his viability as a starter. Now, that probably means he goes down to Memphis, stays stretched out, and is an option. But I definitely think Daniel Ponce de Leon has a role with this Cardinals team. It's kind of a whole thing, though, because it's not just about Daniel Ponce de Leon. Uh, you know, they had just have so many pitchers at the upper levels. Even, like, Cody Whitley deserves a chance. Uh, Junior Fernandez deserves a chance. They've got a lot of options. Like, they're pitching heavy. They're pitching wealthy. And we should be happy about that. Uh, Cardinal Way says, Justin Williams looks like he's irritating everyone in the dugout. I, I didn't see that. I didn't notice that. I will say, pardon me, I will say that Justin Williams did a great job of getting a pitch to hit, looking and hunting for a fastball uh, with his first pitch. Uh, and, and just absolutely torquing that thing over the fence. Uh, good life, Sean says, eminence front lead-in. Uh, Rumsfeld said, this would be better from the shower. I agree, everything's better from the shower. I'm taking my dirty family in to clean up with me. B. Rick Forrest says, I want to hang out, but I'm at bingo. B-I-N-G-O, 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 and bingo was his name. Oh, enjoy, um, enjoy. I couldn't tell you the last time I played bingo, and... B. Rick, I don't know how old you are, but just rock it one way or the other. Sharp Gambler says he's cunnilingus. Uh, so that's awesome. We got a burner. Now I get what's going on there. DET282 says, going to lift home tonight. Good. Look, family, if you guys are out, don't take any chances. Get a lift. Get an Uber. Be safe. Uh, we want to make sure all of our pad people uh, get home as safely and as soundly as possible. Uh, Josh says, maybe too early for players talk, but Brad Miller has been extremely impressive. You know, I look at that and... I, I have been pretty well impressed with the Cardinals' entire lineup. Like, especially the 30 of the 26, you know, 20. I've been really impressed with the 30 guys who will probably be considered for a 26-man spot. Uh, it's been a good good eight days, you know, a good eight games so far. As good as you could probably hope. Sure, pitching's been kind of weird and maybe some, like, Libertor struggle, but we got to see that big curve. And uh, Gorman's kind of outkicked his coverage a little bit. And we haven't seen much of Dexter Fowler. And what we've seen hasn't necessarily been good, but... It's been a positive camp all the way around for the Cardinals, in my opinion, minus Michaelis getting hurt. Jay Puckett says, this feels a little too professional for my taste. Is it the glasses, the shirt? Uh, it's all of it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the, the shaved head and the kept beard. Is Ponce a dude now from Matheny Sucks? You know, I would, I would say that he is, he's a dude in that, like, he's going to provide valuable innings for the St. Louis Cardinals and probably a swing role, I would imagine, in, during 2020. He's always been that kind of dude. And you know what? We, we talked about it in every Dirty 35 write-up, a lot of pads. But he would always he always looked like the kind of pitcher that had the repertoire that would do well out of the bullpen. We might see that. But uh, he, is he a dude? I don't know. It just depends on what your definition is a, of a dude is. When I think of a dude, I think of like a guy who's really damn good. I think Ponce de Leon can be really good. And I'm, I'm anxious to see what it looks like and what kind of role he has in 2020. That, that pitching staff is it, it's hefty. Uh, Mark Hayden, if Carlson doesn't start opening day, I riot on the internet. Yeah, just like everyone uh, everyone else. My buddy Dan, said, by the way, everyone is pulling for Carlson, and that's really awesome. He's a great kid from a great family, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the Cardinals fans being excited about a player for a change. To my good friend Dan Sarr, Dan, I am drinking the, bl uh, the Blushing Monk. Do I feel the burn? Everyone feels the burn, bud. Everyone feels the burn. I raise my glass to you. We're going to have to get together because we got a lot to talk about, Dan. 
I love you, bud. Uh, good life, Sean. You survived the Red Room on our Twin Peaks anniversary. Yeah. Uh, uh, February 24th was the Twin Peaks anniversary. Uh, if you never watched Twin Peaks, you need to. It's a weird show that starts off kind of normal and only gets weirder and weirder and weirder, but like in a captivating and uh, thought-provoking dreamscape kind of way. So check out Twin Peaks if you haven't. Uh, it's a great show. Used to fly. The L says, I'm not able to grow a homeless beard. Good for you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a whole thing. Uh, Ponce is on fire from the blind homer. Yeah, look, Ponce's look good. Hennessy's look, in my mind, there isn't a pitcher that's looked better than Hennessy's Cabrera. I think Hennessy's Cabrera has looked lights out, and he's commanding all of his stuff, and I didn't expect that, and it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, Ponce de Leon looked amazing today. He's looked good so far. The Cardinals have looked pretty good, even though the record's like 2-2-6 two, two, and six or some shit. Uh, Jared Chain says, Cody Whitley for opening day, Whiteley for opening day. I'm about it, but again, like his issue is that he's not on the forty man, and there's a hundred guys on the forty man ahead of him. So I don't know exactly what that means. I, you know, I know it means it's a tough road for him to get there. I wouldn't suspect it. Uh, you know, I think Junior Fernandez is in kind of a similar role. The Cardinals have a lot of players that they pitchers that they have, and that I wonder if that knocks Junior Fernandez out of the competition, or or if it uh, makes it harder for him to make the opening day roster when he probably should, because he's probably one of the most talented, just like Whitley. Uh, is that microphone plugged in? I doubt it. Um, I, I, it depends on what you're asking me, what it's been plugged into. Johnny G, can you hear me? Uh, my guy, been a while. From Trent. What's up, Trent? How are you, bud? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while since we've done pad. I promise you we're going to try to do it more often throughout the season. Uh, Gifts and Tara, in particular, Gifts and Zach, have worked. They've got some really interesting Periscope-based concepts for the season that you're going to want to stay tuned to. But Birds on the Black is going to be your place to go to uh, uh, for... Uh, all, all baseball, everything. I, I can promise you that. If you're not already doing it, you should you should be. JT Vonderhaar, what's up, JT? How are you, bud? Dan Sar says, what about non-pad people? Dan, you're a pad people by proxy, man. Don't even play my, don't, don't you play with me. Uh, underage drinking is a myth. Uh, yeah, yeah, because time's a flat circle. Forever Cards, I think Junior Fernandez, Ponce de Leon, Cabrera are going to make a good leap this year. You know, if the, the first eight games of spring training are any indication, then, you know, uh, Genesis Cabrera in particular has taken a big leap. You, you know, Daniel Ponce de Leon was never really given that fair of a chance. Remember, the last two years, he's basically rode the pine in September. Uh, for whatever reason, Schilt does that, I don't know. But he's basically rode the pine in September, and he's never been really given a chance to have a bullpen role. If the leap he's going to take is just getting an opportunity. And Junior Fernandez, you know, he had two really bad outings after uh, being brought up to the Cardinals. And everything else, he was lights out. Uh, the leap is all about opportunities for those two. But I think Cabrera looks, it looks like Genesis Cabrera has taken a leap uh, uh, to like an average command like we hoped he would. We just need to make sure that he keeps doing it. Uh, let's see. Rumsfeld says, Dirty 35 is the bomb. I look forward to it. Great stuff. Uh, that means the world to me. Again, it means the world to me that people are reading the Dirty, five, uh, Dirty 35. I really appreciate all the support. I can't stress it enough. Uh, uh, and I hope that we're informing and, you know, I encourage everyone to keep a dialogue about this. If there's something in there that you have a question about, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, let's, let's talk about it. I, I love talking about prospects. You want to get in my DMs? I, as everybody who's been in my DMs knows, I will talk to everybody. I, I don't care. Um, I, I just want to talk baseball. I love pad because we get to talk baseball and I love that everyone is enjoying the dirty 35 and chill says, Kyle, do you prefer McMuffins? Biscuits or uh, McGriddles. For me, it's McMuffins. You know, the McGriddle isn't really my thing. And the biscuit is too, uh, uh, too uh, uh, like, there's just too much doughy. It's too doughy for me. I'm a doughy boy that's too much. So for me, it's the McMuffin. And not the sausage McMuffin, just the standard McMuffin. Uh, hey, Jay Duda, what's up? Uh, 
Helm Sammy says, Cody Whitley looks great. Your thoughts? Yeah, so uh, tomorrow uh, is prospect number 17, Cody Whitley on the Dirty 35. I published that article a little while ago. Uh, we will actually promote it, but tomorrow is Cody Whitley's day. I would encourage you to go to Birds on the Black and check that out. We've got nothing but great information. Uh, look, he strikes out lefties and righties. He throws a ton of strikes. He has a deceptive delivery. He has a very good slider, change-up, fastball combo. He's a legitimate bullpen option for uh, many years, more than likely, if he can stay healthy. Uh, Matheny says, uh, Matheny Suck says, Ponta dude now or what? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, actual MF, FMK that. Oh, actually MFK that. So you you kill the biscuit, you marry the McGriddle, and you fuck them. No, you marry the McMuffin, and you fuck the McGriddle. That's a great great question, Enchil. Where does Herrera start the season? I'll say Herrera. I have a preference, and I would like to see Herrera, Libertor, and Gorman all start back at Palm Beach. Well, now, Libertor, it would be he'd start at Palm Beach, but I'd like to see them all go to Palm Beach and kind of just work their way up. But uh, we'll see. There's still plenty of time to figure all that out. Uh, Blind Homer says, KK has looked on point. I agree. KK has looked good. All of those pitchers have looked good. It's exciting, and we got to keep that up. Got to keep that up. Uh, Jay Duda says, no Alex Mejia equals no playoffs. I agree, Jay Duda. Go get Alex Mejia. Go get Pete Cosma, trade, make a trade with the Braves, make it happen. Where does Libertor start again? In my mind, remember, he hasn't pitched uh, above the equivalent of Peoria for Tampa Bay. So Libertor is going to start at Palm Beach, I, I would assume. I don't think the Cardinals are going to get aggressive. They don't really have a reason to get aggressive. And remember, the pitching depth that the, the Cardinals have is so top-loaded that it's not going to be easy for them to, like, aggressively push someone who's a 20-year-old who's still working on command and uh, his pitches. So, uh, you know, I, I would suspect that he's at Palm Beach. Uh, Lil Wheeze. Hey, Eric Thomas, what's up, bud? Oh, Eric Thomas, I raised my glass to you and Radar. The Portland Bureau. Or, yeah, the, uh, 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 yeah, the Portland, or the Oregon Bureau. God, I'm so stupid of Prospects After Dark. Uh, Lil Wheeze says, what number does Carlson get with Schilt being number eight? I think, uh, 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 what's his name on Twitter? Uh, he was listing off names. I, I think he had it. And uh, he said uh, 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 three. I can see that. That'd be awesome. I'd like for him to stay 68 for a while. I think that'd be great. You know, he, he's wore, he wore six in high school, and he wore eight the last couple of years. He's wore five before. He wore 19 at Palm Beach. Uh, so I, like, I hope he stays 68. I'm fine with that. Uh, but maybe three. I think three would be a good number. And also, fuck Shield. He can have number eight. Uh, Burke Wasson says, does Henesis become the primary left-handed option out of the pen? No, it'll still be Andrew Miller. Uh, remember, Andrew Miller is 37 appearances away from his vesting option for next year kicking in. That's going to happen unless he gets hurt. He's not going to get hurt. They'll use him for 38 appearances, and then it'll vest, and we'll be fucked next year or something like that. But remember, if Michaelis gets healthy and Brett Cecil's pitching, which let's not talk about Brett Cecil. I'm sure we will, but let's not talk about Brett Cecil. It's frustrating, and I'm, I'm hopeful for the guy, but I don't want to uh, uh, think too much into it. Um, there's still like four other lefties that are potentially in the bullpen role. And I think that Henesis still has a career as a potential starter. And there isn't a reason with four other guys that have to be on the 26 man to just go ahead and put them in the bullpen now. So uh, maybe by the end of the year, you're seeing it, that'd be bad or good. I'm not sure which one it would be, but um, we're just going to have to wait and see. I don't think so. I think it'll still be Andrew Miller, but you know, with uh, the three batter minimum, I, I don't know how this is going to go. Steals. Oh, opinion on Sosa's D. I like it from Helm Sammy. Helm Sammy, go back and read all of my Dirty 35 write-ups about uh, about Edmundo Sosa. We've been raving about his defense for years and years now. 
Uh, he's he's flashy. Sometimes he makes a little mistakes here and there, but he's a flashy defender at three different infield positions. And uh, he has terrific range and a good arm. This is what we've been talking about, and it's fun to see people start talking about it too. Steele says O'Neill Thomas Carlson. Hashtag O'Neill Thomas Carlson. Uh, Daniel Sar says grab a beer soon. Yeah, Dan, I'd love it, bud. Forever Cards, do you consider Webb a lock for the roster? I think that's how the team views him. Yeah, I absolutely do. Holy Shilt says, what's this guest thing? I think Periscope wants me to join. I don't know if I can even do that. Uh, I'm drinking a Schlafly Dry Hop Stout. It's so good. Like them dry hops. Uh, 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 yeah, everybody, people love the dry hops. JT Vonderhaar says, what's the point of Max Rock? He kind of stinks. Again, I don't want to beat up on the kid. Uh, I think the point of him is just trying to get him exposure and see what they can get out of him. Uh, you know, they want him to have success so bad so that they get a little extra return for Stephen Piscotti. And, you know, he's a great organizational depth piece, and hopefully he puts it all together and can start hitting a little bit better. But it's more about his position versatility and getting him some exposure. Good Life Sean says, how much above good does D. Carr need to be to make the team out of the gate? You know, we talked about it in the Birds on the Black uh, 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 group message. And I think it comes down to not just how good he needs to be. I think the veterans need to stand up for him. Uh, two of the three outfielders ahead of him, Thomas... Williams, Bader, and O'Neill have to get hurt or perform so bad that you can't turn your head. And he needs to continue to perform the way that he's performing. That's what I think. Uh, and I don't view that as service time manipulation. Blind Hover says, Cards Nation should be lit with the pitching options available for both the rotation and the bullpen. I am with you, the Blind Homer. And they're fun to watch. Like, a lot of these guys are pretty exciting. Uh, not only the, the rotation options, but the bullpen options. Carlos Martinez, like, it's exciting. The pitching's exciting. I don't care what anybody says. Pitching, the pitching is exciting, and the defense is kind of exciting, too. Uh, Mason Bates says, if Lane Thomas gets 500 bats, do you think he has 25-plus homer potential? I think with this baseball that we saw last year that he has 25 homer potential, but I also don't know what kind of baseball we're going to have. I don't think – look, I think he's like a 20 – a 20 to 22 home run guy in 500 bats. I think what you're looking at is like 25 to 30 doubles. Uh, uh, but I think 25 plus is a big stretch for him. But, you know, again, with this, the new baseball, there's no telling. He could hit 50. I, I have no faith at all in the baseball. So it, is the potential there? Yes. Is it likely? No. Uh, Jake Gunter, 15, says, what do you think about Kim possibly tipping his pitches? Saw it on Twitter. So not sure how serious. Yeah, no, he definitely tips his curveball. There's... There's no doubt about that. I think he's tipping his change, too, but I haven't watched it. Uh, you can tell what he does with this curveball is he reaches back a little further, tilts himself a little bit more, and goes more over the top. And then he finishes weird, which isn't really a tip. It's just a weird thing. You can see his arm angle's different. He curls his arm, gets on top, and twists like that. Uh, uh, but he's definitely tipping his curve. And uh, it looked like he was tipping his change, but I reserve judgment on that. Uh, Cardinal Way says, if you could use a useless superpower, what would it be? Uh... I don't know. I would like to have a, a sonic hearing, but I guess that's, I don't know. I'd give headaches to anyone within 15 feet. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. I, I really don't have anything to compare that to. Jeff Carlson is the best coach in baseball history. I agree with you, Quinn. Matheny sucks says, I wouldn't mind seeing an outfield of O'Neal, uh, Thomas, and Carlson. Yeah, I'm with you. This beer thing is a huge disappointment. I agree. Uh, Grow is easy, top beard. Uh, Vipers, I, it's a good idea. I just don't think I'm going to do it. Uh, Jared Shane says, can we get Hennessy to stop Instagramming while driving? Uh, I don't know about any of that. It makes me happy I'm not on Instagram. Uh, who killed Laura Palmer? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's Bob. Bob killed Laura Palmer. You know that from Coach Brent Bond. I like where your head's at. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tina Leroy says, hi. Hello, Tina. How are you? 
Will Munoz be here? Uh, you know, my guess is that Gyro isn't, but, you know, they love him, and he performs exceptionally well in spring training, so anything could happen. Stu Stiles says, Whitley will be the 2019 Fernandez role-wise. I hope so. I hope, actually, that he gets called up a little earlier and gets a chance to prove himself. We're going to have to wait and see about that. But I'm hoping that Junior Fernandez, in, in and of himself, gets a chance to perform uh, uh, gets a chance to perform at the major league level because I think he's good enough. But to your point, I think that that's, that's the most likely outcome, Stu Styles. Whitley ends up having that Fernandez role in 2020. Uh, see, uh, Blind Homer says, the CDC is knocking on your door with a razor in their hand. I gladly invite them in and tell them to go to town. Uh, Jay Hart says, great ride up on the prospects. Thank you, Jay Hart. I really appreciate that. To you, I raise my glass. To all of the supporters of both Bot B and the Dirty 35, I raise my glass. Kyle, how do you feel about being a prospect icon? It makes me want to quit doing it. Uh, and I'm not a prospect icon. That's disgusting. I'm the worst at this. Uh, Good Life Sean says, is Tommy Edmund taking time from others who can play each of his positions better? I don't think so. You know, Tommy Edmund is a great... He's a great utility player, and he's not taking time away when his his best attribute is the ability to sub in to make sure that the players that he's subbing for are getting rests so that they can perform at the top of their game. It, it's a delicate balance. But, I, you know, I will say that, like, we have to wait and see how things go with Carp. We have to wait and see how things go with DeYoung and, and Wong. There's still a lot of question marks up in the air about those three, uh, especially the outfield. Like, you could argue that Tommy Edmund is better than all of the outfield options, too. So I just I don't think we know enough about the Cardinals entering 2020. I don't think we still know enough about uh, Tommy Edmond yet. There's a chance that it could happen. Uh, Mr. Shield is a big fan of Tommy Edmond. Uh, I hope it doesn't, and I have faith that it won't, but we're going to have to wait and see. Cards Gift says, Biscuit Cabrera. I love that. To Cards Gifts, I raise my glass. Uh, just thank you, man, uh, for on every possible level. Thank you. I do love the word doughy. I can't help it. Arch Deluxe Faux Life uh, from uh, uh, Jeff Niehaus. Crawfee25 says, will Miles' spot be filled by someone who has moved to a big league pen roll in the sixth starter? No. I, again, I think it's going to be Kim. I think the Cardinals signed Kim for this very thing. And, you know, I think more than likely what ends up happening, because the Cardinals have so many rostered pitchers on the 40-man, I think there's that shuttle that runs up and down between Memphis and St. Louis if Miles doesn't get healthy or if one of the other guys gets hurt or somebody's ineffective. Uh, that's what I think happens. And I, I think that there's a chance that Ponce de Leon goes back to Memphis and stretches back out. Going to have to wait and see. Anxious to see what John Gant looks like, too. I haven't seen any of John Gant. Uh, Burke Wesson says, will Oviedo get a call up this year? I'll say no, not this year. Uh, I'll say next year. Now, remember, the the 40-man roster is a little different. The, the, the way that rosters expand in September is a little different this coming year. They can only expand it by two, so from 26 to 28. And that kind of hurts, like, a lot of these guys' chances of getting a taste in September, which is kind of a bummer, and it's kind of a way of jipping minor leaguers out of a little extra cash, and that's total bullshit, honestly. It's super fucked up when you think about it, and that just goes to show you the, the current state of Major League Baseball and the owners and how fucking greedy they are, especially in terms of how they treat minor leaguers. But uh, So it makes it harder for Oviedo to make a debut, and there's still so many pitchers ahead of him on the 40-man, the and it's going to be tough. Helm Sammy says, thanks, it's my pleasure. Uh, and Chill says, easy, McGriddle. I like that. EJ Westmoreland says, who has the better makes? Uh, who has the better makes the future this year in the minors? Torres or Nunez? So who has the better year in the minors? Is it Jan Torres or Malcolm Nunez? I'll say Jan Torres. I think they both start at Peoria. Uh, uh, I think Malcolm Nunez is better than a lot of people are giving him credit for. And I think he has a good year. But I think that this is Jan Torres' breakout season. 
Uh, Josh says, Henesis 1-1, one, one, and God said, let Cabrera crack the rotation. I hope so. I'm rooting for Henesis. Uh, top loaded. Nice. Thanks, buddy. Oviedo starts in Springfield from Cards Clones. Well, that's where it gets interesting. You know, these guys, the Cardinals have an idea of where they're going to start everyone out at, but these guys can earn a spot. And depending on how, again, the Major League rotation shakes out, the Major League bullpen shakes out, I would think that there's a chance Oviedo uh, uh, starts at Memphis. Uh, he and Rondon are kind of on the bubble there. We've seen more Rondon than we've actually seen uh, Johan. Uh, but I, you know, I think it depends on health, and I think it depends on how the major league bullpen sh bullpen and rotation shake out. And I think that there's a chance he starts at Memphis, but more than more than likely Springfield. Although technically he only had like six starts at Palm Beach last year, so uh, you know he he would be ticketed for the Memphis rotation. It's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Uh, will you love me, Kyle? Graham, I love you, buddy. I, I love you with all my heart, man. And, you know, Grandma, to you, uh, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about your family. Uh, stay strong. We're all here for you, bud. Uh, you're you're a great kid. And, uh, you know, we're just all here for you. Blind Homer says, Thompson is the fast mover versus Libertor. Yeah, without a doubt. Now, the Cardinals also have an incentive to move Thompson a little bit faster than Libertor. Not only because he's two years younger or two years older, Train in the SEC, uh, uh, obviously a collegiate draft pick, and because he's more advanced than Libertor, but Thompson also has a little minor history of injury, so it makes sense to try to get that guy through the system and into uh, uh, the majors as soon as possible if he's ready for it, uh, uh, just to utilize him in case his arm goes bad. So, yeah, Thompson is definitely a faster mover and on a faster track than Libertor. Helm Sammy says, I wish I had your energy. I'm exhausted right now. Normally, uh, uh, Prospects After Dark is a little louder than this. But I'm, I'm kind of tame. I'm kind of uh, somber tonight. Good luck. Sean says, what has D-Car have to do in spring training to make the uh, – we already went over that. What are the numbers, you ask? I don't think it's a number thing. Like, if he hits 500, it's going to be hard to hold him off. If he has 10 home runs, it's going to be hard to hold him off. Uh, but, you know, he just – if he looks like a professional hitter, if he's getting hits in, in key situations, uh, if he isn't striking out a lot, if he's taking walks, if he's proving that he can hit both left-handed and right-handed while playing the, the outfield, then that's that's the thing. But it is totally that. I mean, look, all he needs to do is continue to be what he was last year, which is what he's going to continue to be, uh, and prove that he can do it at the major league level against more superior talent further along in spring training. Uh, I think that that's what it is. But remember, it's also the veterans speaking up for him. It's also guys ahead of him uh, uh, getting hurt or not performing or performing poorly. It's not just about what he can do. It, it's about the whole uh, situation. JT Bonnerar says, what is the rotation going to be in Springfield or Peoria? Uh, you know, uh, JT, I have my, um, I have my uh, uh, depth chart over there. And uh, what I'll tell you is it's all messed up. It's all messed up. Like right now I have Oviedo, Evan Kuczynski, Tommy Parsons, Alex Fagalde, and Zach Thompson at Springfield. Peoria, I have uh, 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 Connor Thomas, Michael Yusenka, Tony Losi, Andre Payante, and Logan Gragg. But I don't think that that's how it's going to be. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. Again, there is still we're still a month away. Like We still have a month of spring training before we even get to major league games. And then an additional two weeks before we get to minor league games. Uh, Blind Homer says, the vesting option we should be talking about is Matt Carpenter's. Now, Matt Carpenter's vesting option is 1,100 at-bats and 550 at-bats next season. So he can have 700 at-bats this year, have 400 at-bats next year, meet the 1,100, and uh, uh, not have that option vest. So uh, I'm only going to – we'll talk about Matt Carpenter's vesting option next year. Right now, it, it's kind of irrelevant, honestly. Jay Puckett, but again, I wish I hadn't 
I'm, I'm confident that he will do everything he can to rediscover his swing, to become a productive major league hitter. Uh, uh, even with that, uh, uh, even with that, I don't necessarily know what it's going to look like. Uh, Jay Puckett says, what do you make of pitchers leaving the org and taking a step? Uh, Galen, Lynn, Luke Weaver. Now Lynn's a little different, you know, Granted, Lance Lynn's season last year was amazing. He started incorporating that little cutter slider thing a little bit more. Uh, but Lance Lynn was with the Cardinals forever. You know, uh, signed an extension, all that stuff. Lance Lynn's kind of an outlier in that. Zach Gallen, I wouldn't even say that Zach Gallen took a, a step. Like, the Zach Gallen that we see now pitching for Arizona is a lot like the pitcher that I projected when he was in the Cardinals organization. Uh, Luke Weaver, if you want to talk about we can definitely talk about Luke Weaver. Uh, you know, help was a little bit there. Uh, clubhouse culture, I'm sure, was a little bit there as well. Uh, uh, but, yeah, what do I make of it? You know, uh, the other thing that ends up happening, like with Marco Gonzalez, you know, Marco Gonzalez goes to Seattle, and Seattle has him drop his two-seam and throw a four-seam, or drop the four-seam and throw a two-seam, and that's enough to get him, to like for him to gain extra success and be the pitcher that we see now. Uh, so a lot of it's repertoire. A lot of it is just identifying – uh, uh, some issues that maybe the Cardinals weren't identifying, but the Cardinals have also had success with all the guys they had. So I, I think when you're an organization that does an exceptional job of developing talent and pitching talent at that, some of the guys are going to get away. Uh, but honestly, like this is a Zach Gallen that I always thought we would see maybe a little, I mean, maybe better than I thought, but I was high on Zach Gallen when they traded uh, uh, Gallen and Al- Alcantara, Alcantara, Alcantara. Uh, I was higher on Gallen than I was on, on Alcantara. So um you know, I think that they're just really good pitchers that struggle with command or struggle with confidence, don't get it. And sometimes, just like hockey, like when you watch the NHL, some of these guys just need a reset in a different organization. D. Ludwig says, a surprise pad. Yes, thank you. To you, D. Ludwig, welcome to Prospects After Dark. FMK, Edward Mujica, Kevin Segrist, and Pat Neshek. Will you marry the lefty because they keep it weird? Uh, Edward Mujica and Pat Neshek. Uh, you know, I think I'd have to I think I'd have to bang Neshek and... and Kill Mujica. God, that's a tough one. Good work, Enchil. 06 Maxima says, Pastor Ronnie Logan is a racist. Uh, I don't even know what any of that is. I don't, I mean, I know what a racist is, but I don't know what a Pastor Ronnie Logan is. Uh, Jared Shane says, any indication how the cards are going to handle the 26th man? Uh, the way that Derek Gould made it sound, I heard him talking uh, uh, on the radio the other day. The way he made it sound is that that's like Ron Helrovelo's role. Like that's, it's not going to be a, a, a clever way of handling catchers or anything like that. Like, that's, that's Ron Helrovelo's role. It's kind of designed. Because remember, you can only have 13 pitchers on your 26-man, so you can't carry extra pitchers. But, like, that, that role is kind of designed for Ron Helrovelo as, like, a super pinch hitter who's probably not going to get a whole lot of time out in the outfield and might get a little sub-time at first. Forever Card says, I think Gomber and Cabrera need to start in AAA. AAA starts don't do much for Ponce at this point. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that. 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 I think that you're right about Gomber and Cabrera. And what I'll say about Ponce de Leon is I think that the Cardinals need to do whatever's best for them. And if that means that they have Daniel Ponce de Leon at Memphis uh, uh, ready to come in and start in case Cabrera and Gomber don't have it, then I'm about that. Uh, I believe, and I believed it last year, and I was pretty pissed off in September when he didn't get a real shot, that Daniel Ponce de Leon has a spot in in the Cardinals' bullpen at the major league level. Uh, But they're kind of iffy about it. I just want the Cardinals to be in a position where they're going to utilize him and if he's going to go in the bullpen and sit in the bullpen, then I don't want him in the bullpen. Put him in Memphis's rotation. Uh, but I get where your head's at, and I, I definitely appreciate the thought. And I'm with you, uh, depending on how it all shakes out. Because if terrible Brett Cecil and terrible uh, 
Brandon Webb and terrible John Ganner in the bullpen and Daniel Ponce de Leon is wasting away and Cody Whitley is wasting away and Junior Fernandez is wasting away at AAA, then no one's happy. It doesn't make the Cardinals better. They're just That's when they're playing contracts. Uh, Alex French says, things weird in here yet? No, we're pretty tame tonight, Alex. Uh, Keeping Secrets says, what are your favorite STL breweries just back from Second Chip? I love Second Shift. You know, I, I think I'm not as big into Schlafly beers, but I like going to both the sh- tap room, uh, 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 and, to both uh, to both of the Schlafly locations. Uh, there's a ton of them. I love Civil Life. Civil Life is a great place. Uh, I don't care. I love beer. Just give me beer. Uh, uh, Mark Hayden says, why am I getting turned on by the woman on the restroom sign behind you? Uh, because you think you can see up her skirt. EJ Westmoreland says, is Wander Franco better prospect than... Vladdy Jr. was. I uh, is Wander Franco. Yeah, right now he is. But remember, like we had this conversation a couple years back about like Eli- is Eloy the best prospect since? Is Yon Moncada the best prospect since? Is Vladimir Guerrero the best prospect since? We also get caught in prisoner of the moment. Wander Franco is a hell of a hitter and a hell of a player. Uh, D- Vladimir Guerrero Jr. struggled a little bit last year. Uh, we're gonna have to wait and see. He's a better prospect because one of them is a major league player and the other one's a prospect. Uh, Johnny G says, will it be weird if Fowler is not the starting right fielder on opening day? It'll be weird if he's not a starting outfielder. Because remember, the Cardinals could get clever and have him be the starting center fielder. Uh, but it would be weird if he's not a starting outfielder. Luke Flush, hey, new pickoff rule in minors. Does it change anything? So, uh, you know, what, what they saw in the independent league when they instituted this rule about midway through the independent league is that people were stealing more. They said steals were up, like, uh, almost an additional steal a game or, like, uh, seven-tenths of a steal a game, something like that. So it, there's reason to believe that steals and successful steals are going to go up. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see how it works in the majors. Remember, uh, you're talking about catchers with stronger arms, quicker pop times, uh, pitchers that are quicker to the the plate. But I don't think we really know for sure. I think we're going to have to wait and see. The major leagues are a completely different beast than the independent league. Uh, and again, it's only enacted at the minor league level. And, you know, even the minor leaguers are a kick above the indie level kids on average. So uh, I think it just changes how often people steal. I think it changes success rate of steals. And I just don't think it's going to be as drastic as it was in the indie league. March Hayden says, thoughts on Master Bader so far? Look, Harrison Bader's done everything that we could ask for. He's bunting for hits. He's hitting home runs. He's getting on base. Uh, Zach wrote the article. The, the book is, it's, Zach has the book on Harrison Bader. If, if he's going to have success, it's not necessarily laying off the two-strike breaking pitch or hitting the two-strike breaking pitch. It's when he's in a hitter's count, a 2-0 count, a 2-1 count, getting that fastball, recognizing that fastball, and doing something with it in a, in a count where he can do damage. He didn't do that last year. He took a million and a half balls right down the middle that were fastballs. Uh, that's the key for him. But he's looked good this spring training. You can't ask for him to perform any better than he has. Quinn says, J. Martin used to go live on Instagram while he was pulling into the Bush parking lot. That's hilarious. Forever Card says, I don't remember the last time I've been this excited about the talent on this team. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. Look, I'm always excited about it. I just love baseball. And I get I get why people aren't excited. I think I get why the Cardinals are boring to some people. Uh, you know, you look at the veterans who you think might be taking up spots that young players can can take. And, like, I get that. But even those guys, I'm kind of excited to see what they can do. And, again, I'd caution everyone that – you know, not to get overly excited about an eight game sample size, but to take it for what it is to, to like, to look at it from uh, the overarching uh, like landscape of it all. And that being that the Cardinals do have a ton of talent. They have a ton of pitching talent and they have some hitting, hitting player uh, position players rather 
uh, with bright futures potentially. Matheny um, Sex says, Carp, he plays for the Cardinals. You're right. Uh, Construct GM14 says, if Fowler doesn't hit and Carlson keeps hitting, do they still play Fowler for his contract money? Yeah, more than likely at the onset of the year. You know, I would think that Matt Carpenter and Dexter Fowler will get every chance for the first month or so of the season to prove that they are everyday players. And then after that, it gets a little weird, but that's a good question. And chill, Cardinals gifts is literally a legend. I agree. Quinn says, watching Carlson make me think Randy Flores should be inducted into the Hall of Fame approximately right now. Yeah, you know, if you watched uh, Delvin Perez at the end of last year, you would have thought, oh, that's actually a pretty good draft pick. You know, 20-something overall, whatever. But they also, you know, in that draft, they also drafted Dylan Carlson in the first round and Dakota Hudson. Two of those guys are going to be at the major league level this year. And one of those guys, the guy not mentioned, has a chance to make it to the major leagues if he continues on the developmental track that he, he laid in the second half of last year. We're going to have to wait and see what Tammy put on weight, Delvin, that is. Got better defensively, got better as a base runner, uh, but he still needs to continue to improve on a lot of stuff. Uh, but look, he's aside from that 2017 draft where he didn't have a first and second round draft pick, he's done pretty well with his drafts. I've been really impressed with Randy Flores. You know, Flores, uh, one thing that he's doing, <laughs> I like that, Jeff, that's great. Uh, one thing that Flores has done is he's taking smart kids. He's taking kids with high baseball IQs uh, uh, with immense pedigrees. And that's really helping fill out the minor league st- uh, organization uh, in a big way. Uh, Sega Cabrera from Luke Flush. I love that. Gifts is the best. Uh, this high-speed ambulance chase is lit. Oh, no. That sounds dangerous. Uh, Jared Shane says, I heard an idea to keep September as up to 40 men but can only designate 28 players for a given day. I Look, I even like the compromise – Somewhere else, like just limit it to 30 people and you can still only have 14 pitchers active. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, look, the issue is not the amount of people that they're expanding the rosters to. It's just having a smaller strike zone and having people not swing at stuff. That's the pace of play issue. I don't care what anyone says. I, the, the pitching changes, I know, slow the game down. It's not the pitching changes that slow the game down. It's the four-and-a-half-minute commercial breaks or whatever. That slows the pace of play down. Uh, you can have 40 men, and you can limit it to 40 men, and it's not going to change the pace of play. Uh, the, the pace of play initiatives are dumb. They're just not very well thought out of or thought out. And don't let anybody fool you. The 40, like the 28 men in September has nothing to do with pace of play. It's about cost savings for owners. Josh says, Fernandez, Whitley, Cabrera, and Ponce all deserve spots on the big club. We'll wait and see how spring develops. I am excited about them. I view, like right now, you know how I, look, if, if, I'm, if I'm not being practical about this, I am with you. Junior Fernandez, Cody Whiteley, Henesis uh, uh, Cabrera, and Daniel Ponce de Leon all deserve spots on the, on the Major League roster. But we're going to have to wait and see how it all turns out. You know, what if in the next two weeks they all look like shit? What then? You know, we're at the onset of spring training. They all look really good. They all look to have taken steps forward in their development. Uh, uh, but you just never know how it's all going to pan out. Uh, who is your Memphis opening day outfield? Uh, let's see. Who do I have over there? I have, uh, well, Carlson, Williams, and I honestly have Lane Thomas. That's a whole thing. We can get into that later. But I think that there's a chance that Gyro goes with the big club and Mundo Sosa goes with the big club and Tommy Edmond goes. Lane Thomas or, or Tyler O'Neill go down to AAA, uh, and then those other guys serve as like an outfield role with Ron Helvervelo. Uh, anyone going to be at Sunday's game from Austin Dale? If you are, hit up Austin. Uh, he just got his tickets. Cards Clone says, already getting excited for the draft with Cardinals having five picks in the top 100. Yeah, I've done some very preliminary research into the draft. I'm really excited about what we have. 
uh, it's a deep draft, a very talented draft. The Cardinals have a chance to take five impact players uh, in the immediate future. It's a deep college pitching draft where the Cardinals went college pitching heavy last year. I don't know if they'll necessarily do that again this year, but if they did, they'd, be, they'd do well too. Uh, it's an exciting draft, and it's an exciting draft to have five picks in the top 100. Quinn says, did Gorman change his mechanics at all in the offseason? No. You know, there's one thing that I've noticed about Nolan Gorman is it seems like his hands aren't as, like, far away from his body. Uh, and he doesn't appear to be lunging at the baseball like he used to. He's still lunging at it a little bit. But, no, it doesn't seem much different, not to me. D. Ludwig, 479, says, still early, but is there a legit chance Carlson starts on opening day? There is a chance that it happens. It depends on what your definition of legit is, as I do my best Bill Clinton impersonation. Uh, is it a legit chance? A legit chance. I think with every passing day, it becomes more and more legit. But I think that with if, if Justin Williams is still hitting and Lane Thomas and Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill are hitting the way that they're hitting, uh, I think it's, it's more difficult if, if they're all healthy. Uh, Burke Wasson says Sinclair and YouTube TV just reached a temporary extension for now. Fox sports is still on. How long is the extension for? Let me know. That's good. Mark Chayton, Do you think Gorman takes over third base once Carp's contract is done? Yeah, I think that that's, I mean, that makes a lot of sense timing wise, but we're going to have to see what kind of progress at the plate. Aliris Montero makes, you know, Montero is a better third baseman than Nolan Gorman is. Um, we'll see, you know, uh, Nolan Gorman is a pretty athletic kid. If it doesn't work out that way, he could play first. He could play the outfield. Uh, but look, Gorman's good enough to stick at third. Really impressed by that. Really happy with that. Uh, and what's going to happen in two years? I mean, if there's one thing that Yachty's taught me, even though Yachty was a better player than than Carp, but if there's one thing Yachty's taught me is that the legacy players pretty much get to do whatever they want. In two years, Matt Carpenter could have had two good seasons, and he's going to get extended to play third base. Uh, uh, so let's wait and see. EJ Westmoreland says, trade Kisner at the point. And bank on Herrera, Yachty will play three more years at this rate. Yeah, we EJ Westmoreland, you know, one thing we've been talking about on pad since the beginning of pad, you know, two years ago, is that Yachty was never going to call it quits after this last contract, regardless of what he said. You know, he has at least two more years left in him. And I know that Mark Saxon uh, uh, wrote a little bit about it, that he he's willing to take a diminished role in 2022. I, I don't buy that for one second. He might be telling people that, but he's not actually going to do it. He still has too much clout in the dugout for all that. He's going to, the minute he comes to the stadium, he's going to want to play. Uh, uh, he's as serious about that as he was about this contract that he currently has being his last. Um, and look, I, I, the timeline makes a lot of sense with Herrera and they still have Julio Rodriguez and they still have Matt Weider. So trading Kisner, if you can get good value for it, yeah, you do it. You For sure you do it. And you hope for that for Kisner because he deserves a chance to play on a semi-regular basis, just like Carson Kelly did so that he can prove to everyone how good of a player he is because he's a good player. Josh says, slash line for Carp this year, 255, 360, 445. I love it. I could see something like that. What we saw in September is we saw Carp being used a little bit more selectively, a little less frequently against lefties, getting a couple days off, using as a pinch hitter. I think that's the way to maximize him. That's how you get him to hit 260, 370, 450. Uh, uh, but I think if he's relied on heavily – that's when his numbers will go down. He looks in better shape. We love what he's doing, uh, trying to take everything to left field early in spring. We need his back to get healthy, which it is. You know, this is just spring nonsense. And we need him to keep growing. Quinn says, ever since Lynn left the cards, have had more players from the 06 World Series team than from the 11 World Series team. That's funny. PMW says, uh, watching today's game and Miller looks sh and Miller looks shabby. Uh, you know, I didn't watch Miller, so I can't really comment. I'm sorry about that. J. Frank the Tank says, so what should I overreact to right now as a Cards fan who doesn't get to watch spring training? Oh, uh, that means that you can uh, – <laughs> uh, 
that means that you can overreact to anything you want and just pretend like you've been watching spring training. You're in the you're in the uh, you're in the clear here. Our good friend Corey Rudd, who I'm going to raise my glass to, who I haven't seen the pad really talk too much, uh, says, "Be a Cubs fan or get coronavirus." That's a great question, Corey. I'd rather have coronavirus. Uh, uh, Martin says, Periscope has been brutal so far. Oh, that's because I'm on it. Brandon Webb, oof, from Graham. Uh, put Ron Gant in the bullpen. Put Ron Gant, put John Gant, put Lonnie Gant, put every, put the entire Gant family in the bullpen. Ren Rhodes, damn, hit by a pitch again. What's up, Randall? How are you? J. Frank the Tank says, uh, thoughts on the commish? I'm not a fan. Mostly dislike all the changes, not needed and unpopular. Now, remember that, uh, look, Rob Manfred is an idiot. Well, he's not an idiot. Rob Manfred looks like an asshole. But that's his job. That's what the owners pay him to do. He's just the mouthpiece for, mouthpiece for the owners. The owners are the ones who are dislikable, uh, uh, who are unlikable, rather, and we should not be popular and are kind of sleazy scumbags. But they're also protecting their interests, and that's how this world works. Uh, yeah, I don't like him. When he stood up there in that first press conference uh, uh, in spring training and laughed at every question in a condescending way, uh, he looked like an asshole. He gives bad answers. He looks like he's bullying minor league baseball, which I'm not a big fan of. He's definitely an asshole, but don't think for one second he's not doing exactly what the owners are asking him to. Sure, he created a bit of a PR nightmare. The owners don't want that. Uh, but remember, he's taking the heat for them. Uh, every time that we talk about him being a piece of shit, uh, uh, that's the owners getting away with it and him playing his role for it. Uh, let's see... Uh, thoughts on Pete Cosmo this year. I think he's going to win a gold glove and be a Cy Young award winner and a silver slugger and an all-star and the MVP. Johnny G says the three better minimum should be called the TLR rule. I like that. He should definitely get some, like, uh, some naming rights to that. It's kind of an ode to his, uh, his usage of the bullpen and modernizing it. Uh, or Josh says, or making it modern rather, or, or being the influence from the modern bullpen. Josh says may have already been mentioned, but Gorman is not striking out. That's exciting. No. It's exciting, but it's also not exciting because he's not seeing any pitches either. He's not striking out because he's swinging at the first pitch he sees almost every time, uh, which is smart early in spring training. That's how you're going to do damage. But we'll see what happens when he gets a little bit later in and he's swinging and missing at the first pitch instead of swinging and making contact with it. Uh, he's also hitting a lot of stuff on the ground, which is really interesting to me. Carlson Thomas Williams is a strong AA outfield. Yeah, it's super strong. What is your projected rotation? Uh, Jack Flaherty, game one, Dakota Hudson, game two, Adam Wainwright, game three, Carlos Martinez, game four, and KK, game five. Uh, Keeping Secret says, you said Roberts has the best pitch in the system. When can we expect him in St. Louis, starter or relief pitcher? Well, uh, you know, it was a terrible year for Griffin Roberts, who's going to be coming up in this coming week in the Dirty 35. Terrible 2019 season after being uh, uh, reinstated from the suspension from quote-unquote cannabis, missed the first 50 games of last year, had a terrible season. His command was bad. It was fastball. His, his amazing slider, which is the best pitch in the organization. His changeup he couldn't get over. Uh, just a, a terrible season, a terribly wasted season. And then from there he goes to the Arizona Fall League and has a pretty successful Arizona Fall League. And what we've seen so far out of him in spring training is uh, a little bit of success and a very limited showing. What we write in his dirty 35 write-up is he is susceptible to two things, the one bad inning, and that one bad inning usually happens early in a start. I'll tell you, there's a couple things about Andrew Kisner that are getting glossed over uh, as a catcher that isn't fair. One, uh, he, with Griffin Roberts, that slider is so good, you should throw it the majority of the time. Kisner called for it the majority of the time. That helped. The other thing is he was aware that Griffin Roberts 
struggled early in starts. Griffin Roberts came into the game, threw three balls to the first batter. Kisner stops it right away. Goes out there, talks to him, gets him settled down. Now, I think uh, Roberts still walked a guy and still let up a hit, but it calmed Roberts down, and Roberts looked filthy for the rest of that inning. Uh, so what's his role? More than likely in the long term, it's going to be relief pitcher. But after last year, after missing the first 50 games uh, in his first full season in the organization – struggling so bad in the second half and then being good in the Arizona Fall League. I don't know if we know uh, what he's going to be, a starter or a reliever. He has the potential to be both. He has the potential to be a starter for sure. We're just going to have to wait and see how he's progressed this offseason and actually getting a chance, pardon me, to have a full minor league season. Uh, Construct GM 14 says, how many times does the breaking off-speed pitches get away from pitchers against the Astros this year? Hopefully a lot, uh, uh, once a game at least. Uh, Victoria says, holy crap, I didn't know we were padding. Hello, sir. Hello, Victoria. Welcome to a, a very special uh, Friday night episode of Prospects After Dark. Yeah, about quarter to 10 or quarter to 9 central time, I said, uh, let's do Prospects After Dark at 9. And then at 9, we started doing pad. Uh, Quinn says, my, by my calculations, the Cardinals usually draft about 300 pitchers and four position players every year. You know, uh, it's, it hasn't been like that necessarily under Flores. It's been a pretty uh, even uh, 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 like draft kind of thing happening there. Last year, they went college pitching heavy without a doubt, but they also had a big pitching hole in their organization that needed to be filled. So they did exactly what they had to do there. Uh, what I know about Randy Flores and his draft is with his first pick, he takes the best guy on their board. Uh, 2017 draft, you know, withstanding because uh, 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 that was a whole different thing. I'm all about the Cardinals taking pitching. You can never have enough pitching anyways. Draft them all is what I say. Uh, Ryan Ali says, what is Zach Thompson's ETA? The narrative is that he's going to get rushed to the bigs. Uh, Yeah, so the narrative, we haven't necessarily been pushing a narrative here. What we've been saying about Zach Thompson is that it's in the Cardinals' best interest to push him as fast as his success and adaptation allows. So I do think that there's a chance that you're talking about Zach Thompson making a major league debut at the end of the year. I, I don't think he's advanced, as advanced as Michael Waka was in 2013. I don't think he's necessarily as advanced as maybe some others. But I could definitely see him making a debut if he's healthy and successful. Uh, maybe something like Dakota Hudson ETA when, you know, uh, Dakota Hudson was drafted in 2016, making his debut in 2018. That would mean that uh, 2019 and then Zach Thompson is making his uh, debut midway through next year. Uh, look, he's got a lot of work to do, but if he's good, you, you, you move him. You don't, you do not take your time with him. There's no reason to, uh, uh, as long as the only reason would be if he's not having success and he's not commanding his stuff. And the same goes for Griffin Roberts too. Sue Stiles, so was O'Neill's stance more closed off today or was it the SNY camera? You know, Stu, I'm going to have to go back and look. I wasn't paying much attention. I was actually just trying to watch the movement on the baseballs, and I wasn't paying attention. Uh, now that you bring it up, just thinking about it, maybe it's just my mind projecting your thoughts, but it did, it did seem that way. It did seem that way. It definitely seems like he's trying to do a better job of keeping his left arm tucked in. Uh, Quinn says, diminished roll means he'll settle for 145 starts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, talking about Yachty. EJ Westmoreland says, random old Cardinals prospect Daryl Jones. Yeah, you know, Daryl Jones was a, a big-time prospect for the St. Louis Cardinals. He was actually one of the fu- uh, the fu- uh, Futures game stars when the All-Star game was here in St. Louis in 2009. Uh, he and Eduardo Sanchez, I believe, were the two Cardinals representatives. Uh, he was a big deal. It's part of the reason why you don't get too excited uh, uh, about uh, 
you know, super athletic outfielders. You need to see a practical application instead of projection. Slipknot1231 says, did we get Arenado yet? No, the Cardinals have not acquired Nolan Arenado yet. If it's going to happen, my guess is it's going to be near the the, the uh, trade deadline. Dan Russ, and then a bunch of numbers says, wasn't that Miller's first appearance and he only started pitching to live batters three days ago? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I know that with the veterans, I don't, I never, ever, ever start paying attention to most of those veterans until you get to like the last two weeks of spring training. You know, even, even Jack Flaherty, like we saw it when in Jack Flaherty's last start, he went in, pitched like Jack Flaherty in the first inning. And in the second inning, he tinkered and toyed, tried different things, tried new things. That's what all the veterans are doing. Uh, Andrew Miller, the guys who don't have to earn a spot, that's what they're all doing. Uh, So I generally don't pay attention to what someone like Andrew Miller is doing. Give it another two to three weeks and we'll see. Uh, Jeff Niehaus with the super hard. I still don't have the slightest idea what's going on there. But to you, Jeff, I raise my glass. That's a great beer. Daniel Denny says, first time watching, man, this is entertaining. Hey, Daniel Denny, thank you for being here for Prospects After Dark. Yeah, it's just rapid fire shit show. Trying to uh, facilitate a community of like-minded people who want to be respectful and nice to each other while talking baseball and the breakfast sandwiches you fuck. Jay Frank the Tank says, true, should be mad at the owners, nibble on the rich. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, let's not eat the rich, let's just nibble on them. Let's, let's call it what it is, it's just owners being greedy. And it's not even necessarily greedy because we really don't know what kind of revenue they have. Uh, other than the Atlanta Braves, everyone's a privately owned organization and there really isn't like a concrete amount of revenue that's that's being uh, like reported. It's all kind of uh, like reporting from sources rather than actually getting hard information. And remember, this is something that our good friend Zach Gifford over at Birds on the Black, he talks about a lot. The valuation of an organization has nothing to do with how much money they make annually. Those are two different things. So when you hear the Yankees are worth $17 trillion, uh, that doesn't mean that they can spend $16 trillion and still make a trillion. It means that they're worth $17 trillion if they were to sell, but their operating budget is a completely different beast. Uh, broadcast spring tra- Randall Road says Randall Road says broadcast spring training games on the freaking radio. I agree. Everything put all of them on the radio, all of them on accessible devices uh, to watch too. Slipknot says, "What would Jim Edmonds do? He'd wear a half shirt and grab Craig Paquette's dick, uh, and also be a what should have been more than a five percent uh, vote getter for the Hall of Fame." Jay Frank the Tank says, "Commissions are just there to look pretty and be the fall guy." Very well said, Frank the Tank. Dan Russ says uh, they added on radio. Uh, OBI 19-0-C1 says that, that's game, win or lose. Uh, Quinn says Gorman's swinging at the first pitch every time. Yadi has taught him well. He's not doing it every time, but he's doing it a lot. Uh, uh, he took a he had a long like seven or eight pitch at bat today, and I don't think it really went anywhere. I think he actually grounded out. Uh, Frank the Tank says, which Cardinals prospect can pull the most chicks in one night? Uh, this is who I shall cheer for. You know, I would suspect, and I don't, so let me tell you, when I, I was at winter warm-up, Daniel Ponce de Leon is a very attractive man. Uh, he's got that, like, Spanish gene in him, and that's a dude, he's not a prospect, but I'm sure he could pull down whatever he wants. Uh, they all could. Look, they're players. They're, they could all pull down whatever they want. Uh, you know, I'm sure Dylan Carlson will throw it around if he wanted to. Uh, uh, I, Nolan Gorman. Um, uh, we zoomed in on Lane Thomas's dick that one time. I don't know if he's having much success. No, it's a joke. It's a joke. I mean, it's partially true, but the not having success thing's probably a joke. Um, let me take a look over here at the Dirty 35 list. You know, Johan Oviedo is six foot six. He's a big guy. 
And I'm sure that he's throwing that thing around. Freaking cake! Freaking cards! Gifts and Kyle, I love you. Love you too, freaking cards. Love that gifts too. Lunau sucks. Uh, yeah, he does. Big Ol' Buck says, who is the starting outfield on opening day and why isn't the answer O'Neal Thomas Carlson? Big Ol' Buck is playing to my weaknesses. You, Big Ol' Buck, I like where your head's at. I'll say it's Ravelo in left, uh, Fowler in center, and Edmund in right. Remember, the, the Cardinals will play Cincinnati at the onset of the season. That means you're going to get Luis Castillo, uh, Trevor Bauer, and Sonny Gray. So Tommy Edmonds going to be in there because he can hit left-handed. Dexter Fowler is going to be in there because he can hit left-handed. Matt Carpenter is going to be in there because he can hit left-handed, which means that uh, what's going to happen? Brad Miller will probably be in there too, I would think. So Brad Miller might play left. Uh, how about this? I'll say this. It, the, Opening day, it's somehow Brad Miller in left, Tommy Edmond in right, and Dexter Fowler in center. How about that? How about that for spicing it up? Remember how exciting Waka was in 13? I remember how exciting Waka was in 2012 when he was drafted. I was look the Cardinals made that selection, and I loved it. That fastball changeup with just enough curb to make it happen. I loved it. I remember how excited exciting he was at the minor league level. That was exciting. I remember that start. I was at that start that Mitchell Boggs blew, and the rain just the most intense rain I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and if only he would have been able to stay healthy, if only it wasn't for that scalpula, uh, uh, God only knows what would have happened with, with Michael Waka. I know you'll look at it and say, well, he was only a two pitch pitcher, but he had enough of a curve that if his arm would have stayed healthy, there's no telling. There's just no telling. And that's baseball and it's fickle and I love it. And I hate it. Uh, O'Neill's stance looked like Stanton's. You know, now that you're, again, I wish, I wish, God, I wish I would have paid more attention to it. I'm, I apologize infinitely that I was not paying enough attention to it. But as you're saying it, like, I can see it. So uh, I'll go back and look, and we'll talk about it again later. Quinn says, Daryl Jones gave me a shirt one time for no reason. Because you're a gem, Quinn, because you're a gem. Coach Empo says, AAA rotation thoughts. Again, I, like, it just depends on how the Major League rotation and bullpen shake out. Uh, it depends on who stays healthy at the Major League level. I, it depends on what the Cardinals decide to do with Alex Reyes. If Alex Reyes pitches well, do they take him to the Major League bullpen? Do they try to stretch him out to be a starter? Uh, what happens with John Gant? What happens with Brett Cecil? What if John Gant and Brett Cecil are both pitching amazing? Then all of a sudden the Cardinals have to take them because they're both out of options. Uh, that limits what they can do. Um, pardon me. The beer has got my indigestion thing. It's got me all all weird. I'm not used to it. I'm used to drinking the, the booze. Um, so I, I really don't know. I think there's a good chance that it's Hennessy Cabrera, Daniel Ponce de Leon, Austin Gomber, uh, 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 maybe Johan Oviedo, maybe Austin Warner, uh, maybe Angel Rondon. We're just going to have to wait and see how that all, all shakes out. You know, I, I think Hennessy Cabrera is the one that I feel confident on. Austin Gomber is the second one I feel confident on, and we'll figure it out from there. Uh, anyone else? 43 says, loving the dirty podcast. Thanks for putting in all the work. It's my pleasure. Look, as long as you guys are enjoying it, I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, I, I just want what's best for everyone. I, I'm all about the greater good. And if, if that's what you guys want, if that's what you think is best for, for you and for the community, I'll do it. When you guys have had enough of me, I'll gladly uh, rescind into the, the abyss. Uh, but if you're enjoying it and you're liking it, I, I'm enjoying it and I'm liking it. Uh, let's see, uh, blah, blah, blah. I've missed most spring training, all the pads so far. Uh, what should I pay attention to this weekend? You know, I don't even know what's coming up pitching wise this weekend. Pay attention to everything. Uh, we know for sure that a lot of the young players are going to play. Uh, 
you know, the camp has not been uh, contracted at all yet. They still are at all 73 or 74 players in camp. So just watch the game and get excited. You know, I like we were talking about with the veterans, the veterans are still toying, still uh, adjusting. Like, have fun watching what Dakota Hudson's working on or KK is working on or Carlos Martinez is working on. Uh, find out how Carlos Martinez's command is. Um, I want to see Dylan Carlson. I want to see Nolan Gorman. I want to see Lane Thomas and Tyler O'Neill. I want to see what Dexter Fowler looks like because I'll be honest, Dexter Fowler, remember last year, Dexter Fowler had a lot to prove and he looked really good in spring training from the get go. And he has not looked good at all at spring training so far, just like he did in 2017 or 2018. I mean, so uh, there's just, there's a lot to keep an eye on. I say, keep an eye on everything. Like the cool thing about spring training now is that if you're into like prospects and all that other stuff, Every inning has intrigue. Keep an eye on the pitching. Like we're talking about 13 guys who are going to end up breaking with the big club and like 20 guys who are viable options for those 13 spots. Uh, find your favorites. A, a lot to talk about, but a lot to talk about. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jay Frank, the tank says, do you think there's any city that has such a close bond between organizations like St. Louis? I don't, I don't think there is. And it's not just about, like you said, it's not just about like the Cardinals in St. Louis. It's the Cardinals in St. Louis, the Blues in St. Louis. The Battle Hawks are doing an amazing job of community outreach uh, and making themselves a part of the St. Louis community and making the St. Louis community feel a part of the Battle Hawks. There's already ownership in this town of the Battle Hawks, and that's awesome. And you can even see that with the Billikens, like the St. Louis University Billikens when the Billikens are on. Look, St. Louis loves sports. Uh, uh best fans or not we just love sports because it's something to talk about and be passionate about uh and it's a common interest and when people can talk and be passionate about common interests uh that's how communities are built and that's how bonds are forged uh he's doing a dirty 35 podcast on birds on the black yeah so for those of you who don't know uh, i do each of my individual write-ups on the dirty 35 and then over at uh, uh the birds on the black network uh for itunes and spotify and soundcloud uh, you can subscribe to all that. I do. I break each group into five prospects, and I just talk. And it's a really great companion piece. Now, it's not a – I think that there's some kind of maybe miscommunication here where, like, prospects 35 through 31 was Ricardo Sanchez, uh, Delvin Perez, Chandler Redman, Juan Yepes, and Evan Mendoza. And I wrote all that stuff. But when I do the podcast, I'm just riffing like we're doing right now. I don't have that information in front of me. So there's new information that comes to me that I didn't necessarily write about. Uh, so if you want like the full picture of each prospect, you're going to want to listen to the podcast along with reading uh, uh, the write-ups. And also, I, I apologize immensely for how terrible of a writer I am. Uh, I wish I was better at that. I should probably go to the library and take English classes. I, you guys all deserve better. I wish I could give you more. You deserve more. Uh, but that's as, it's as good as I can do, and it's embarrassing, and I'm so sorry about that. Jay Frank the Tank says, as in blues and cards having events together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that, it is. It's like a cross-pollination of professional organizations. Anyone else says, throwing that thing around, LOL. Uh, cards Clone says, still bullish on O'Neal if he's getting everyday at-bats. Yeah, yeah, look, I, I do not want uh, Tyler O'Neal to have a, 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 a bench roll. I don't want him to get 10 at-bats in a week. That's not going to do him any good. Uh, I also don't want the Cardinals to give up on him, give him the starting job and give up on him two weeks in if he's not hitting. He needs confidence. But I'm telling you right now, 
that if you, you're going to have solid major league production, similar to what you got out of Marcelo Zuno over the last two years, if you let Tyler O'Neill start every day and get 500 bats or 600, 500 bats, 600 plate appearances, whatever. Quinn, is it just me or does Gorman's face look like he's gone from 16 to 24 in the past year? Uh, he definitely looks older. That's fair. The, some of the baby face is going away. Uh, Josh says, Ravello and right, Fowler in center and Dean in left. Yeah, I forgot about Austin Dean. There's, I keep forgetting about Austin Dean. And, you know, Dean's played great. He's a fun, exciting, full-throttle player. Uh, and that's all good. That's really good. Uh, to Austin Dean, I raise my last sip of Blushing Monk. We're going to Scotch. This was always going to happen. I don't know why I pretended like I could only do one thing. All right, so uh, uh, I used to be Fly the L, Jeff Niehaus says. Luke and Baker is the big iron giant. A little secret to all of my pad people who are in here at Prospects After Dark. You're going to want to read my write-up for Luke and Baker because I have a great nickname for him uh, that's actually tied to his heritage, and I'm not going to ruin it here, but I can't imagine ever calling him anything else after this write-up. Uh, so, And he is a big monster. He's, seven, he's 733 feet tall. He's 4,064 pounds. Uh, and he looks more like an apartment complex that would cost $1,100 a month to live in. Keeping secrets. Thoughts on the O's on opening day. Cards versus Browns should be amazing. Look, opening day is opening day. And I don't care who the Cardinals are playing. And it's awesome. I'm going to be there in the commissioner's box with my brother, Scott, which is crazy. So keep an eye out for some random asshole wearing a, a, a red sports coat and a Prospects After Dark t-shirt. Uh, look, I'm excited for baseball. I, to me, and this is why I'm a little bit different. Spring training games are just as exciting to me as opening day. I, I don't know why that is. You know, a, a random game in June uh, uh, between Peoria and Dayton is is more is just as exciting to me as opening day. I'm ready for baseball. I can't wait. I don't care if the O's are here. I don't care if Milwaukee's here or the Cubs. Uh, I do think it's kind of cool that they're starting interleague like that. I don't know why, and I'm, I think it's kind of cool that it's the Orioles. I don't know why because of the, the Browns cards thing. Uh, but uh, I don't really have much of a thought. I'm just excited for baseball. And to me, believe it or not, these spring games, while I don't invest into them, like I, success in these games mean very little to me. I'm watching baseball, and it means just as much to me as if I'm watching opening day because I'm watching baseball, and I love baseball. I don't really love anything, so to love baseball, like truly love, like I'll say I love things, blah, 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 but I truly love baseball. Uh, it, it's the only thing that I love other than getting hammered. So, uh, you know, take that for what that is. Uh, Dan Russ says, Dean has looked good. Yeah, Austin Dean has looked really good. Another player uh, that looked really good for the Cardinals. Full energy, full throttle, and looks like he's got a little bit of pop. Lucas K says, dude, no way. I was at Waka's first game, too. That rain was something else. You know, I was in the bleachers, and I was yelling at Matheny, and I'm one of the loudest people you ever meet, uh, and I was yelling at Mitchell Boggs. I might have been part of the reason why Mitchell Boggs sucked and watching that rain come at you from behind home plate was like nothing I'd ever seen it was a rain wall it was nuts to uh Michael Waka I you know I hope Michael Waka has a ton of success with the Mets I'm rooting for Michael Waka I hope his arm is healthy and I hope he can rediscover some of that magic he had in 2013 this is gonna be a bad idea uh cards clone says I feel like an old guy saying this but would love drafting someone with a reliable, deadly changeup. Yeah, look, the, the fastball changeup, if, if a pitcher has a true, true feel for the changeup, like Luke Weaver showed, like uh, 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 Michael Waka has shown the ability to do, 
then like the fastball changeup combo is deadly, especially if you're doing sinker changeup and the sinker and the change work in the same, like they have the same motion, the same movement. It's deadly. You almost don't need a third pitch at that point. Uh, but yeah, look, I, I'm with you. I, I think fastball fastball changeup is just as important now as it's ever been. You know, the more velocity that these guys the more have, the more important it is to continue to switch speeds. And if you have a changeup that mimics your fastball, but it's 15 degree, 15 miles an hour slower, 10 miles an hour slower, eight miles an hour slower, like that's how you can be effective in this day and age. And if you can command control it, you have an upper hand. Uh, days of lore. Hey, what's up, days of lore? Did O'Neill hit 17 home today? Uh, like I predicted, he did. He hit 17. He hit 17 home runs. Walked 17 and struck out 17 times. Jay Frank Tech says, any update on Helsley? Uh, I know that the game that I watched him pitch, he looked like Ryan Helsley, which is a guy who should be a starter. Uh, I was told that he's pretty much been eliminated from the starter competition, which has me kind of pissed off because that's fucked up because he's one of the five best starting options on the, in the rotation. But I digress. Uh, it looks like he's going to break the uh, spring training with the big club as a reliever. Uh, at least he's with the big club. But I'm going to tell you right now, if something gets weird and that guy ends up back down at Memphis – I'm going to lose my fucking mind, and that would be the worst thing that the, the Cardinals could do, even if he isn't, uh, uh, <laughs> even if he isn't necessarily uh, as effective in spring training, because he he's amazing. What if Dean actually ends up being good in the majors? It could happen. You know, there's a lot of his underlying stats that say that he might have just had some bad luck, and we saw him have success down at AAA, so you just never know. He could. That's Austin Dean is an ultimate Cardinals devil magic move. From Randall Rhodes as we talk about the Battle Hawks. Uh, Dex looked awful so far from Ronald Roberts. You know, Ron, I'm right there with you. I'm not trying to beat up on Dexter Fowler. Remember, we are less than two weeks into spring training games, uh, but it hasn't looked good. He, his lower half hasn't looked good. His swing hasn't looked good. His timing hasn't looked good. But we don't invest too much into it. We wait two weeks, and then we start making adjustments. Uh, no, we cannot have a 2017 Fowler. I agree. Uh, you can if you're willing to play your best players. Well, Danny Mack keeps saying KK Kim. Yeah, of course he will. And that's a terrible nickname. And I get why it's his nickname. And I'm sure that, that was his nickname uh, overseas. And that's why they're running with it. And that's fine. Uh, it's not for me. I just wish that they he has an H in there. Use the H. Uh, uh, the KK is actually totally redundant when you're putting Kim at the end. But I'm also really stupid. Uh, so I don't. I probably shouldn't be critical at all. Uh, that's From what I understand, he's saying it because that's his nickname. That's what he's kind of been called. Boy, am I happy. All right, real fast. I'm going to take a break. Now, Mr. Hicks. Uh, we have Mr. Jason Hicks in here. And Mr. Hicks, all day I've been thinking about DMing you to see how you're doing because I haven't talked to you in quite some time. Uh, Mr. Hicks, Mr. Mr. Jason Hicks, the godfather of Prospects After Dark, sir, I am privileged and honored that you were back with us at Prospects After Dark. I've been thinking about you guys a lot lately. Uh, I, I hope everyone in the Hicks family is doing well. And you're a true gentleman. Uh, uh, and I raise my glass to the godfather of Prospects After Dark, Jason Hicks, to the queen of Prospects After Dark, Jennifer Hicks, and to the the player, the patron player of Prospects After Dark, Jordan Hicks, uh, we raise our fa our glass to the Hicks family. I love you guys. I haven't had a chance to talk to you. I've been so caught up in everything. Construct GM says it's good to see Carlson not trying to hit homers and just trying to make contact. Look, that's him. You notice a lot of the contact that he's been making has been hard contact, and it's also in tough counts. That's him. That's what makes him an advanced hitter. That's why we've been so bullish on him. Wait till he gets a 2-0 count and gets a fastball down the middle, or a 2-1 count and gets a fastball down the middle. Uh, keep, keeping Secret says is, quote, just riffing. Keeping Secrets says is, ju quote, just riffing. A euphemism, we know you, rec you record the pot in the shower. 
Yeah, everything is a euphemism here on Prospects After Dark. Uh, see you at opening day, Stu. Yeah, last year I got to meet Stu Stiles. That was the first time I met Stu. I uh, was at opening day. Uh, Stu's an amazing guy. It's still, uh, for the record, and I never just isolate Stu. The, the, each individual game write-up that Stu does is a work of art. If you're new to Birds on the Black or Prospects After Dark in season, you're going to want to go and you're going to want to watch and look at Stu's game recaps. They're, they're like nothing else you're going to find online, uh, baseball-wise. They are a different, a different tier of uh, art and baseball analysis. And those things are beautiful. And GIFs and, and she'll work on it with still uh, Stu Styles. Uh, and Stu's a hell of a musician himself, so check out all that. But uh, to Stu Styles, I raise my glass. Stu, you, you do amazing work, man. And uh, I, I just never give a chance to just, like, isolate you for how tremendous you are. And uh, you deserve it. So to you, I raise my glass, and I can't wait to see you on opening day, bud. Jeff Niehaus says, love those Dayton Dragons. Jay Clark says, raise one to Adron Chambers. Chambers, you my boy. Since you ask, you get Jared Shane says, can't wait for the 2033 butt bash for Michael Waka. Uh, 70s Bush says, Gant and then the Vulcan grip. I like that. Uh, Keeping Secrets says, you should start the season as closer committee. Uh, I think that, uh, I think it just depends on how everything shakes out. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kim's in there. I wouldn't be surprised if Gallegos gets some chances. I wouldn't be surprised if Miller gets some chances. I wouldn't be surprised if Daniel Ponce de Leon or Ryan Helsley get chances. Who would I do? I know that Ryan Helsley and Giovanni Gallegos, Giovanni Gallegos are good arms that deserve to be in high leverage situations, and I don't know how else you, you deal with it. I think Junior Fernandez should be seriously considered for that role. I think Cody Whitley should be seriously considered for that role. Uh, but I, I think that it should be one of those four. I think one of them should fill the fireman role. I think that guy should be Giovanni Gallegos because he was so good at it, and I don't want to screw around any more than that. Our good friend Tara Wellman is in Prospects After Dark. Uh, to Tara, I'm going to raise my glass of water because I need water, and I respect you. Uh, in that way, uh, to Tara and her amazing chirps uh, and all the amazing she, she does. Uh, the other thing I'm going to say about Tara is, I, I don't know if it's pinned on her page or whatever, but she has that, uh, uh, that like, a buy you coffee thing. Uh, give, give her some cash for the, for her content. She's been, the emails are amazing. The, the write-ups are amazing. Tara's just amazing. So to chirps, to Alex, Chris, Foley, and Tara Wellman, I raise my glass of water. Tara got a new camera. And we're going to get some awesome uh, uh, minor league pictures of that. And I'm really excited about that. Jack and a bunch of numbers. Hey, well, I made it. How's it going, Kyle? Hello, Jack and a bunch of numbers. How are you? Mr. Hicks says, you should have. You can anytime you want. I promise. I promise I will, Mr. Hicks. I got to do a better job of staying in contact. Much love to you, my friend. Uh, we are headed to Florida this weekend. Oh, that's great. I hope you guys have a great weekend in Florida. Uh, I, nothing. Nothing but the best of great weekends. Uh, to, to the, again, the Hicks family, to all of my pad people, I raise my glass. Uh, thank you so much for being in Prospects After Dark, a weird Prospects After Dark on a Friday night. Very, very impromptu, an hour and 20 minutes into pad. Uh, I raise my glass to all the pad people. Thank you for being here. All right. You know, we're pretty well at the end of this uh, as Mr. Hicks comes in. Uh, again, I just want to thank everybody. A, if you haven't done it already, check out the Dirty 35. Most of you have. We've had nothing but positive comments about that. That means a lot to me. Uh, as Quinn asks, FMK, Kroenke, Ricketts, or Lunau? Got to kill Lunau. I'm a prisoner to the moment. Oh uh, no, you know you got to kill Stan Kroenke. 
you bang Luno, and you marry Ricketts. Josh says, I got to say, I'm really pumped for a bench of Ravello, Miller, Edmund, Thomas, and Weeders. It's the best bench the Cardinals have had in a long time. What will be my rotation for next year? Are we talking about 2021? Man, I don't even know. Uh, let's see who makes it through the year healthy and then figure it out from there. Uh, sorry so late, Mr. Hicks says, you're fine, man. Look, Pat is a free environment for people to flow through uh, as freely and as honestly as possible. Construct GM says, the thing you have to remember about pitchers and the high strike counts is it's the umps spring too. Very good point there. Very, very good point. It's spring training for everyone. Sorry for the last minute question from Jack and a bunch of questions. Uh, Jack and a bunch of numbers. Hey, I love the last minute questions. We're all about it. This has been my first pad from Dylan Jeter. Dylan Jeter, welcome to Prospects After Dark. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it's kind of hectic. It's kind of frantic. It's a whole lot of fun. Uh, and welcome to our community built on love and respect. And uh, thank you for being a part of it. And thank you for enjoying it. Hopefully you come back. Uh, Victoria says, cheers and hearts and love y'all. Uh, again, to all of my pad people, thank you so much. Prospects After Dark again. For the great Prospects After Dark because you're involved in it. Uh, but as always, I conclude... My last cheers to my pad, uh, to my uh, my birds on the black family. We're, uh, maybe we'll do it. I actually just want to do. I'm gonna put just a little bit more in the kitty, just a little bit more in the kitty. I'm gonna raise my glass one more time to all of my pad people. Thank you again for a very very successful impromptu prospects after dark on a Friday night. Keep asking questions. I'll I'll keep doing it. Uh, Cardinals Way says this was my first pad. Loved every second. Good Cardinals way. Welcome to Prospects After Dark. It's a blast. We love having you in here. Thank you for being in here. Uh, what's the storyline we're talking about next time from Crawfee25? We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Uh, we can talk about, uh, we don't talk about storylines or narratives, really. Uh, we talk about whatever's on the mind of people, whether it be uh, MFKs about owners and front office execs or uh, griddle cakes or biscuits. Or we'll talk about left field. We'll talk about uh, uh, Jordan Hicks's recovery. We'll, we'll talk about Dylan Carlson's ascent. We'll talk about an outfield shuffle and a rotation shuffle. We'll talk about 20 pitchers for 13 spots in a rotation slash bullpen. Uh, we'll talk about anything you want. The storyline is life. The storyline is uh, is an ever-changing uh, uh, goalpost of, of thoughts and ideas. What you got the Cards Hall of Fame this year? Uh, Keith Hernandez and, uh, uh, I don't even care to be honest. Uh, <laughs> good night, Kyle. Good night, Quinn. Do you think they will try to bring any more prospects before they are scheduled to report? I don't, I, you know, they're, they're already at uh, Mr. Hicks are already at like 74 players in camp. I think more than likely they just start, they keep those guys around a little bit longer, um, uh, until minor league camp fires up. Should Henesis get a look for the closer role? The fastball slider combo could be deadly. Yeah. Uh, I I think that they definitely should. Uh, look, they the Cardinals need to break with their best team. If that's Ponce de Leon in the closer role, Henesis Cabrera, KK Kim, everybody but Carlos Martinez, because I want Martinez to be a starter, uh, Ryan Helsley, anybody. I'd like Giovanni Gallegos to be in the role he was in last year. All I'm saying is, yes, uh, Henesis Cabrera should definitely be considered for a major league role. If that major league role is closer, then it's closer, but he should definitely be considered for a major league role. But remember, we're going to conclude, Pad, by reminding everyone we are still only eight games into spring training. Let's not lose our minds. Let's be excited about the progress we've seen. Let's not be over judgy about the struggles we've seen. And let's see where it goes from here. Uh, oh, Penny says she loves you. Tell Penny I love her, Stu. Uh, that's really sweet. So, again, to all of my Pad people, I raise my glass. All of my birds on the black people. 
uh, uh, Cardinals gifts, who is the, the uh, without him, none of this happens. Nothing. Any of it. Our community is a disaster. Birds on the Black doesn't exist. No one's happy. Uh, and Chill, who does amazing graphic work and also wrote a great article the other day. It was awesome. And Chill's article the other day was awesome. He did a little poll about who, uh, uh, not a little poll because it had a lot of success, but he did a poll on Twitter about who's, who's 2019 or 2020 season rather is more vital or what do you think is more likely to happen? He wrote a great article just kind of examining it. And Chill nailed it, but he also does amazing graphic work. Uh, uh, Stu Styles, who does the game recaps, who we talked about just a minute ago, is amazing. Tara and Alex doing chirps and their own individual stuff. Tara and her amazing work uh, covering the minor league ex- uh, uh, contraction uh, and also minor league pay and just minor leagues in general. Tara does an amazing job. And Zach Gifford, who is writing articles that are informative on a way that no one else can write. There isn't a person not in Cardinals Twitter, but in Fangraphs, in Baseball America, uh, Baseball Prospectus, The Athletic. Writing articles is informative as Zach's. They're confusing as shit sometimes, but they are informative on a level that no one else brings. Uh, uh, so to my birth on the black family, my prospects after dark family, I raise my glass to you. Thank you for another tremendous day. Uh, 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 just another tremendous prospects after dark. We have a few more questions. Uh, one for Mr. Hicks. How does Williams look to you? He looks good at the plate. He looks like he's taking advantage. Justin Williams. He looks like he's taking advantage of the situation that he's being pitched in. So, like, he jumped on an, an OO fastball from a guy who had never made a minor or a spring training debut, hit it 100 miles. But I will say in the outfield, he looked tentative. You know, there were a couple times where he, he's he got a plus arm, and he got to come up gunning both home and third, and he didn't. He just hit the cutoff man, took it nice and easy. Now, that might have been a directive from the bench. Nobody really knows. Uh, but he looks tentative. And, you know, just watching all the video of him over the last couple of years, he's at his worst when he's tentative. When he's aggressive and kind of angry and playing with a chip on his shoulder, that's when he's at his best. But it was nice to see him jump on a, a on a, an unsuspecting pitcher and a hitter's count, uh, looking fastball, hunting fastball. That was nice to see. So he's looked good in the field, just tentative, and he's done a good job at the plate of hunting for his pitch. Don't think it'll be closer by committee. With the three batter rule? No, I don't think so. I don't. We'll see, though. Yeah, I don't know what to expect from that three batter rule. I hate it, and I don't know what to expect. Dylan Jeter, I'm really excited to see how White, uh, Whitley progresses. Cody Whitley or Cody Whiteley. I am, too. I'm telling you, there's not... Again, go to Birds on the Black. I, it's already published. Prospect number 17 is Cody Whiteley. He's the prospect we're going to put on Twitter and advertise tomorrow. Look at the gifts. You'll see how good he is. Slider's good. Mid to high 90s fastball is really good. He throws with deception. He repeats his motion. Uh, he's big and strong. He keeps his velocity. He throws a ton of strikes. Gets a ton of swinging strikes. He seems to have it all. So it's not even a matter of like how he progresses. It's just a matter of how he gets, if he gets an opportunity and how he seizes the opportunity if given to him. Uh, Gifts is a man for sure. All the birds on the black people are great. I agree. Booyah. So that's it. That's it for Prospects After Dark and impromptu, the impromptu episode of Prospects After Dark on a Friday night. Uh, thank you so much. Again, uh, if you listen to this, if you watch this, you are part of the resistance. Our good friend Eric Thomas, a pad person, uh, coined that phrase for us for Prospects After Dark. Uh, uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black, uh, everybody at Prospects After Dark, 
uh, uh, again, one more time to the Hicks family. Thank you so much for being in here. To the Carlson family, who is in here pretty frequently. To everyone, uh, player and coach and GM executive and writer and just fan in general for being in here. Thank you so much. If you listen to this, if you are watching this, you are part of the resistance. And as always, family, happy hunting. We're going to try to do it again on Sunday. We'll see where we go. But have a great weekend. Uh, much love to the pad peeps from Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Jason Hicks. Much love to you, my friend. Uh, have a great weekend watching Cardinals baseball. Uh, and as always, family, happy hunting.